What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the J-Ham Special, where I love to talk about Magic the Gathering, Warhammer 40K, Dungeons & Dragons, and other aspects of minority life. My name is John, I'm your host for this episode of Magic Monday, where I delve into my favorite card-playing game and tabletop game, Magic the Gathering. Today's episode is actually going to be another card spotlight. So I did the Kiln Fiend just recently, I'm going to try to make this a bit more of a consistent thing, you know, going forward. And the card I want to talk to you today about is actually a budget piece, and it is one that I brought up that would be considered as power in my episode or in my, my casual template for deck building. And I had a lot of people asking, why in the world would you consider a Sarah Angel power? Well, if you want to know, I did talk briefly about it on my previous episode, so, you know, self-plug here, go check out the deck building template episode that I did for casual players. But Sarah Angel is actually pretty good, and she's been kind of a mainstay in the Magic community since her first printing in Alpha. So let's go ahead, we'll dive in, and I'll tell you why and how you can build around Sarah Angel. So for those of you that are not in the know, Sarah Angel costs white, white, and then three of any other color. So five mana total. She's an angel creature. She's got 4-4 four, four for her stats. And she's got flying and she has vigilance. As I mentioned earlier, she is been printed in like the earliest magic sets. And she's consistently reprinted and reprinted and reprinted. So much to a point she's reprinted into the ground that even buying the card from like TCG Player or Card Kingdom, she's at like 19 cents because of how often she's been plugged into welcome decks and different standard environments like Dominaria and even older editions. Now, me personally, I love Sarah Angel, and actually I built a deck that was, uh, for a while there, the Welcome decks used to be standard legal, always. So if you got, you know, the Welcome N17, you know, back in the day, and it had Sarah Angel inside of it, you can use those cards in any standard format, even as the years went by because Sarah Angel was printed and put into Welcome deck after Welcome deck after Welcome deck. So I built a deck that was kind of like a almost like a rotation-proof deck outside of like a few cards I had to change here and there, but Sarah Angel was the main backbone of it. And so I want to tell you guys how she can be power for your decks and why you should be featuring her. Now, there's three different ways that I have built with Sarah Angel in the past. I'm sure there's a whole plethora more, but I'm just going to give you these examples to help you start thinking about it and churning your brain out. The first one is you can just build her in a mono-white deck. So if it's an Angels Matter deck or a mono white deck that is going to be trying to bring out a bunch of different creatures and have her as the top end, you can definitely go that route if you want to. Five mana is not as difficult as six mana to get out. I feel like six mana, I almost never have. When I'm playing my standard, my mono white soldier deck um, or other white decks that I've built in the past, I can get to five okay, but getting to six is fairly difficult. So five mana good top end for white in my opinion you just go through throw a few of them into the deck and say hey listen i've been chipping away at your life or i've been gaining life myself and now i'm going to swing in for the win and heck i've thrown her into some um commander decks before as well because the thing is is that flying is great because she's got evasion which is a huge piece to any kind of creature that wants to swing in so anybody that's on the ground floor without reach or anybody that doesn't have flying they're going to have a bad time getting a hold of your Sarah Angel. She's just going to soar over and hit him. 
The other thing, too, is she's got four force. She's got four toughness, so she dodges lightning bolts, which is a really good standard to be looking at. Yes, she still dies to Doomblade. Yes, she still will die to Terminates and, you know, other cards that just destroy target creature or whatnot. But that's where you add in those support cards to really help her out, and I'll talk about those in a second. The last piece that really makes her powerful is that Vigilance piece. So it allows her to swing in an attack and then still be up as your big blocker. So if you're playing against an opponent who has just swarmed the board, but wants their creatures to stay alive, well, keep Sarah Angel up. You can do attack with her, and then you get to block with her the next turn. So you don't have to worry about um, your opponent really coming back on the crack back, because that's where a lot of times they get you. The other two ways that I've built um, Sarah Angel in the decks is I've done a deck that focuses around green and white. So I utilize green to ramp out my stuff as fast as I can. I'm playing things like Explore or Lanowar Elves, or in my case, playing Avacyn's Pilgrim. Avacyn's Pilgrim, one green mana creature, it's a 1-1, one, one, and you get to tap it and you can generate a white mana. It's like the Lanowar Elves, except it's Selesnya. So you have the ability to play these guys on the battlefield, and then hopefully by turn four, or even three, depending on how your deck is structured or how your draws go, you can get out a Sarah Angel so much earlier. So turn one play, you play a forest, tap it, bring out, you know, Avacyn's Pilgrim. Turn two, you play a plains or you play a forest and you play another mana dork. So forest, forest, you know, Avacyn's Pilgrim, Avacyn's Pilgrim. Turn three comes around, play yourself another land. Now you've got yourself a Sarah Angel. Boom, very fast. Now your opponent has to prioritize their removal to get rid of your Sarah Angel, which is can happen in quite a few formats. I just mentioned a few other kill spells <clears throat> that they can use against your Sarah Angel, but that's just kind of how it works. But you have the ability to bring her out that quick. If you know your opponent is not playing hate to get rid of your creature, if they're playing a burn deck or they're playing a mill deck that doesn't have any kind of creature removal in it there, utilize that speed, that advantage that you just gathered to swing in and deal some damage to your opponent. So ramp works out pretty well. Not to mention, a lot of times you can play with like more plus one, plus one counters, or you can play with more anthems, or you know effects that buff up your creature. So swinging with a Sarah Angel by herself, hey, that's good. Throwing a giant growth that gives her plus three, plus three, now turns her into a seven, seven threat in the air. So with Vigilance, so a pretty good spot to be looking at. Um, Green does this a lot with those you know, plus plus spells like giant growth. White does it as well too. I remember back in the day, I was using Lithromancer's Focus, which is one white mana, gives your creature a plus two, plus two, and protection from colorless. So it's about for Zendikar. But there's a lot of them that do that. Some give a plus two, plus two, you gain two life. Plus two, plus two. I don't know if any of them giving indestructible, but that's kind of like how the vibe of it goes. You get to create a Oh yeah, the other one. You get to create a 1-1 a, uh, one, one human soldier token if you have equipment on the battlefield. So there are different ways to give those pump effects and spells to your creature. And that's a very simple green and white deck to go with. Red decks are going to hate you. Um, because you'll, out, you'll pace with them and you'll be able to throw bigger stuff down on the battlefield than they're able to. Finally, the other way that you can build around Sarah Angel. And I have done this in my most recent deck that I built. I built just kind of a starter deck to get people into the game. I built a control deck and it is blue white control with Sarah Angel and uh, Air Elemental as my top end for the deck. That's those are the cards I'm trying to get to. Sarah Angel is great. Again, the way you would do it though is you want to slow your opponent 
down. So you're not trying to speedily bring out all of your different, you know, green and then spells to pump out a bunch of land or mana and then bring out your um, angel. Instead, you're really focusing on, hey, I am trying to slow the game down. I'm trying to protect myself and then put in positions that will make my opponent lose a bunch more cards. I want to put out fake threats that they have to deal with to bring out my Sarah. So a lot of times, things like ancient crabs or there are other kinds of crabs you can throw down, you put those creatures down to slow your opponent. And then as the game drags on, once you actually get to that turn five and you drop your fifth land, provided you had all the land drops that you needed, then you get to come out of the gates swinging and you get to drop your Sarah Angel. And hopefully you were playing plenty of card draw spells or your opponent was playing a bunch of spells. So they have like no removal in their hands, or at least they're on top deck mode themselves. And you're sitting back, like just laughing. You're like, cool. I am sitting here. I am powerful and I'm going to destroy you. The other nice part with going with that is once you drop your Sarah Angel and the game has gone late, you probably have protection spells. You know, you have things like Dispel or even Negate, which are super cheap, you know, instants that counter things. Um, heck, even Blue Blue Counter Spell works really well. Back in the day, the thing that was known as the deck, um, back in the 90s, that's what they called it, the deck. It was a blue-white control deck that utilized a bunch of counter spells to slow your opponent down and would come out of the gate with some Sarah Angels swinging in and hitting your opponent. So the deck still works out pretty well today. And if you are a seasoned or you are a good Magic player, then you're going to have a great time at slowing your opponent down and getting to play those kinds of spells. I kind of went with an angel theme deck for my control deck because I was like, hey, I'm going to build like... Um, Cathedral Sanctifier, because it's one drop, hits the battlefield, gain three life. So I'm already putting my burn opponents behind a turn. I'm putting a body on the battlefield to just block and, and die for the cause. Um, I'm also playing things like the, um, I think it's Kraken Hatchling, which is one blue mana. It's a zero four. And uh, yeah, that's another thing that you can put on the battlefield. It just hangs out and just soaks up a bunch of that early damage from the small little threats your opponent decides to throw at you. Wall of Runes, Omen Speaker, those are also great cards because they allow you to scry so you get to look through more of your deck. Um, and then, yeah, things like Angel's Mercy. I threw that in there too because it's a four drop. And if I play my four drop, I gain seven life. By the time I bring my Avis, or my Sarah Angel out, I'm going to have a pretty decent time of saying, listen, I'm just sitting back on the seven life. I'm not afraid of you throwing a bunch of things at me. And even if you kill my Sarah Angel, well, you just waste another card that turn getting rid of her. And I've still got seven life on the board. So those are really good to have on there as well. And it helps that game go to the late period. But you're going to find your way. You're going to find your mix on how you like to go with it. Maybe you like the oppression. Maybe you like the card like pacifism. One white mana, one of any other color. Enchantment aura. Put it on a creature. It can't attack or block. Maybe you want to play spells like that. Uh, Luminescent Bonds, I think, does the same thing. Oppressive Rays, that's another one. So yeah, you'll figure out what spells really work for you as far as when it comes to the control side. You'll figure out what works really well for your deck and then what really works well against your meta. So when you're looking at your playgroup, who is it that you're going up against? So yeah, that's kind of my deep dive on Sarah Angel um, as far as just some basic ways you build a deck around her and use her as a power card. She's very straightforward, very simple to look at because, I mean, she's a 4-4. She's got Flying. She's got Vigilance. So for a brand new player, this is a powerful card. You drop her, your opponent's going to have a bad time dealing with her. So 
Until the next time, you guys be good to yourselves, and I will see you on the next J-Ham Special. If you have questions, comments, concerns, you have thoughts, revelations, insights, hit me up at the J-Ham Special at gmail.com or the J-Ham Special on Twitter. That's the official email and Twitter for the podcast, respectively. And so be good to yourselves, and make sure you take some time to enjoy the beautiful weather we have going on right now. I've got a nice fall vibe going. Got my long sleeves and my, my sweatpants out, and I'm loving it. So you guys get a chance, get outdoors, and get some chance to uh, refresh yourselves. Bye. Bye.